for SEN America. This is the SEN NBA podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SEN NBA podcast. It's great to be back after a little week off. As always, I'm your host, Luke Sakari, and back in the studio with me, he's back from holidays, Chris De Silva. How are you? Yeah, man, back, back. Glad to be in the studio. Glad to not. I mean, not glad to be back home from holidays, but, you know, it is what it is. You have to get back. Well, you, I mean, you come on. You can't be taking holidays midway through the season. I mean, you were on an NBA podcast halfway through if, the season. If, if, you're like, you know what? I'm gone for a few I, weeks. I just did uh, LeBron went to Miami. <laughs> and just a little hiatus. De- detox. <laughs> so where did you go for the I listeners went, who were I went back. Um, so for guys who don't know, I'm of a Sri Lankan background. My parents are both from there. Yep. Uh, so I still have a lot of family over there. So just went to visit back um, cousin's twenty first birthday. So, Beautiful. Um, for any of you guys who haven't been there, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I know I'm biased, but um, it's really it really is a paradise. And um, how's the um, how's the NBA coverage in Sri Lanka? How how's the NBA vibe? Well, if there is any, a lot of it's. You realize when you go to a country like Sri Lanka that it's really a global game now. Really, you're right. People over there like. I know my cousin's friends who I spoke to, they they knew who, you know, who Kyrie Irving was, who what happened in the playoffs, blah yeah. blah blah. You know, so it's it's good to see that it's really yeah. it shows that the game's in a very healthy position. However, watching wise it's it's quite hard to watch games, so they, in terms of T V coverage, time yeah, zone. So they've got their their version of Foxtel is called Dialogue. Okay. And um Dialogue shows there's a uh a channel called uh, Sony Six, uh, which actually does show one game every day. So, which was pretty oh, good. Hey, one game every day is not bad. Yeah, a that game was pretty good. Yeah, um, I struggled with League Pass because I found out that in Sri Lanka they actually don't have unlimited internet. Ah, uh, so okay. I watched like two games of League Pass, and then our house's internet was gone. <laughs> For like the rest of the trip, and all I, because of you watching two and games. And I couldn't so much as even load a box score. Like it was ridiculous. really, yeah. Couldn't so, even load a box score. Like wow, I had to really want to know what the score was to load it up. Like it was crazy. Wow. Um, so yeah, that was one thing I learned. Um, so I'm really glad to be home and back using Australian internet for sure. <laughs> um, so using League Pass. So you obviously you got back Sunday night and you've been studying um, extensively f- for four days or three days for this podcast, <laughs> trying right? To, trying to get ready. <laughs> so, yeah. well, it's it's great to have you back. And we're going to start off off the top. This has been a um, it's been a pretty big story. It's it's the Cavs and they're struggling. You know, yeah. ever since the turn of the new year. They're six and six since 2017 started. Though just quickly, those wins against Charlotte, New Orleans, Brooklyn, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Phoenix again. And then they've lost to Chicago, Utah, Portland, Golden State, and San Antonio. And yeah, it's it's an interesting one with the Cavaliers, and and they've lost to the Pelicans as well. Excuse yeah, two me. and five of the yes, last yes, seven. they lost to the Pelicans as well. Forgot yeah. to add that there in my notes. Um, what do you make of it? You know, it's. We almost see it every year from them. Yeah, they go through really this do. little phase where they almost sleepwalking through games. But I mean, it's not like it's not like we can just ignore this. I mean, it's a real thing that's happening. It's it's a good portion of games that they've been struggling in now. What do you make of it? Well, it's 
I mean, you, you know, with, with the Cavs, when you're talking about regular season games, you always have to take every single game with a grain of salt because, yeah. you know, these guys ultimately, for them, all that matters is seven games in June and that's what they're playing for every year. And I, if you're a player on that roster, right, you have to think that they know inside, deep down, that they don't really have a comp- competition in the East. So they're basically just trying to get through, get through the regular season in one piece. Now, having said that, you still prefer to win games, and you know, especially against teams like the Pelicans without their best player. Um, so I think you know the things you see in January on a regular basis from them is because that you you see it with a lot of. Uh, these elite teams, they they just get bored. I mean, yeah. 82 games is a lot of games. Yeah, I guess no, that's true. But at the same time, I think we have also seen some legitimate concerns. I mean, and LeBron James um, just the other day was very vo- vocal about their um, yeah. their lack of a, a secondary playmaker. And we said it coming into the season. We said, you know, who's going to be Cleveland's backup point guard? And it's, it's proved to be a, a truthful concern because they haven't really got one. I mean, J.R. Smith's injury has really shuffled the rotation yeah. throughout the entire season. Kay Fowler has been in and out of the lineup, their rookie. And there's really not much else apart from there. I mean, LeBron um, he's, he, LeBron said it. He said, you can't just go and find a playmaker. You know, It's not like yeah. you just walk on the street and there's one walking down. Yeah. But he said, like, we still need a... Saying that, you still have to... You, you, we need one. Yeah. It's obviously a lacking concern for the team. I mean, who can you bring in? Obviously... Mario Chalmers' name has been thrown Norris around Cole's a lot. Another one. Norris Cole's name has been thrown thrown around a lot. So there are options out there. It's just a matter of, A, if those guys are willing to come in and obviously a, a lesser contract than what they might get. Yep. Well, say what they might get. I mean, they're not getting anything at the moment, yeah. so this might be their only offer. And, I mean, LeBron has history with both those guys. Mm-hmm. They both played at a yep. Miami. He's, he's a big fan of Norris Cole. Trust them. Yep. Yeah, Mario Chalmers is more of the whipping boy for, <laughs> for LeBron. But... um. Yeah, I mean, and LeBron went on to say, he said, yes, we won the championship, but you know what? Like, let's see if we can do something else. Yeah. Like, we can't just settle for that. He said, he said, he said we're not better from a personnel standpoint than last year. That's pretty telling to me. For yep. someone to come out and say, our team, personnel-wise, roster-wise, isn't as good as the previous yeah. year. Like, that's pretty telling. So, it seems like he's not very content with the way the team is at the moment. Yeah, no, but... Um I think the main thing for the Cavs is you talked about J.R. Smith getting injured before. That was huge because it threw off their rotations. Yeah. And with the Cavs last year, you knew what rotations, you know, the players knew when they were coming in, who was starting, who was not starting. You know, you had Delhi coming in and he could, you could trust him with the ball. You you knew that he wasn't, he wasn't going to do anything flashy, but he wasn't going to do, you know, you could rely on him and, you could play play LeBron a few less minutes. Um, now you see LeBron's averaging. I think he's leading the league in minutes, which he really shouldn't be doing. You do not want that. Um, despite the training plan or whatever, he shouldn't be leading the league in minutes. It's, yeah. it's just and it's as almost that. you can almost kind of see it in his play. He's been very um very lazy. I mean, you said a lot say of lazy. It's it's for lack of a better word. Yeah. It's very laxadaisical. Probably yeah. a better term. You know, turning the ball over, careless, 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 careless turnovers. Not being as aggressive driving to the basket. Maybe it's him just pacing well, he, himself. He's he, very smart. So it's always hard to criticize him. Yeah. 
But at the same time, we can only go from what we're seeing right now, and obviously history and he, proves otherwise. But with you know, LeBron he always talks about because he's always been a pretty high turnover player throughout his fourteen years in well, the league. If you handle the ball that much, yeah, it's, it's inevitable, which is natural. All, all yeah, the, you're seeing it with Westbrook and Harden. Harden I mean, it's it's not yeah. it's it's not an indictment on their game. It's just but it's a byproduct of it. What what LeBron always talks about is whether he's having aggressive turnovers, yeah. where, where he's actually looking for stuff, or it's just careless stuff. And I think this month you've seen a lot of it being careless stuff. He's had, I think he's averaging five turnovers per game, which is even for him is a bit too high. So yeah, and the Cavs as a whole, they've had, I think half of their games this month where they've had more turnovers and assists, and that's you can't be having. It's that. just not winning basketball. It's really and not. We see the thing with the Cavs is we've seen in in June, April, May, June last three years or last two years, sorry that. They they just turn into this different team where they move the ball, share the ball, and trust trust the pass. And at the moment, I think just Jr. being out is sh- uh, shifted Shumpert into the lineup. Yeah. Um, and then because he's in the starting lineup now, the bench rotation's out of work. They're trying to get Kyle Korver integrated. Le- yeah. Like they they run sets. I I feel like with Kyle Korver, they're trying to run sets that are a bit too complicated. Like. You see, because yeah, he hasn't had much practice time. At yeah, all. like you'll see possessions where LeBron's holding the ball at the top of the three-point arc, and Kyle Korver's literally sprinting around about four screens, just trying to get open. Yeah. And everyone knows where the ball's going. Like, and you you wonder. I mean, do I spoke about this um, with with Carl and Gay from NBA Australia, who yeah. had on the podcast on the day of the Korver trade. I I felt like. In Cleveland, Corver didn't need those really unique, complicated sets to Not get open. All. Not at all. Because he's playing around so much talent that the open looks will come as a result of the talent he's playing with oh, yeah. and not the, the actual system he's playing with. I mean, m- maybe it's just going to come with time, getting used to the players he's playing with. But, I mean, another guy who's really struggled has been Kevin Love. The month of January, 15 points, 33% shooting, 26 from downtown. That, that's Seabass. I don't know. Yeah. The Seabass that he ate. He hasn't been the same after that. <laughs> I don't, well, it's it's not good. I mean, yeah. we've spoken a lot about K-Love, how um, I, I've been a big advocate of his getting to the All-Star game this year. Month of January is not doing not him good. a lot of favors, you, you know. I think what what why K-Love was so good at the start of the year was he, for the first time in about three years, this off-season, he had a full off-season yeah. to work out. And he really focused on adding strength and allowing himself to get that advantage in the post again. And you saw it in the first two months of the season where he was really back to bullying people down the down on the block. And then he had this sea bass incident and he lost 10 pounds in like two days. Yeah. And I feel like he's lost a bit of that advantage as as funny as that seems over such a yeah, no thing. Well, he, he said it. He said um, losing weight actually worked against him. Yeah. He said it before because... He lost. Well, yeah, you probably gain a little bit of quickness. You lose that strength, and playing yeah. at his position, you want you that need strength. That. Yeah, you need sure. it. It's a necessity. He's, a, he's not like he's a shooting guard. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I think because of that that weight loss and and starting the month so badly, he's um, he lost his legs as well, um, which yeah. is affecting his outside shot, which yeah. is why you're seeing. 26.2, yeah. yeah. Um, another problem with the Cavs before we move on, um, 
their defense has been pretty bad all season. It's been Flammable. worse in January, of course. Yeah. At the moment, they're 16th in defensive rating, the last team to win a title. Uh, this is a, a well-known stat. The last team to win a defense, the last team to win the title, excuse me, with a defensive rating outside the top 10, 2000-2001 LA Lakers, who had obviously two transcendent players on that roster in Shaq and Kobe. So, yeah. I mean, we say uh, it hasn't looked good. I think the thing for the Cavs is where they're a rare team in that because when you look at a lot of teams, probably 70% of the teams in the league, they get going on offense by through their defense by getting multiple stops. Yeah. I think Forcing for the Cavs, yeah. it's the opposite way. They're, when they're going off- offensively, that allows them to defend better. Yeah. Because um, if you look at the, if you break down the Cavs' defensive numbers, they're actually a decent half court defense. Where they get killed is on transition. And tr- transition is often because of bad offense, long shots at the end of shot clocks, yeah. which leads to ready-made fast breaks. And I think that's kind of the offense that they've been running this January is just bad late game, late shot clock shots. And yeah. it's leading leading into uh, ready-made fast breaks. Yeah, and it really shows that really both ends of the floor, they always go hand in hand. You can't really single out one yeah. at the expense of the other because they both work together. One team that's been working those two elements together really well lately has been the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, they've been working well for about 18 years. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I mean, it feels like we have this conversation every single year, but are we forgetting about them again? I mean, they're 36 and 9. They're second in the West. I mean, they're two games back from the Golden State Warriors. I mean, are we doing it again? Are we forgetting about them? Um, I don't... I'm personally not. I mean, I can only speak for myself. I'm, I'm definitely not. Um, but I think this is a team where we've seen this um, over, over the last eighteen years. Out of those eighteen years, they've won they've won fifty games for what last eighteen? Oh, 19 it's a ridiculous years? number since, since Duncan's rookie year. Yeah, and yet they've had some of their best seasons. They've actually been bounced out in the playoffs pretty early. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think this first team, you know what you're going to get in the regular season. It's whether in in the seven game series come come May, wh- yeah. whether they can get past wh- when a team has got time to, you know, really study them and really keen on what does Kawhi Leonard do, and um, to me know, those sorts of things. To me, it's just how do they match up with Golden State? Yeah, I mean, at at the end of the day, that is the be all end all in the Western Conference. And, and I despite think the good work that the Rockets and the Jazz are doing, you know, it, it's these, the it's these two. The Clippers have fallen off, but they're getting some players back now. But you know, they get Blake back, and then Chris Paul goes down, so yeah. they never got a full team. It's really these two teams, and you know, last year I was concerned about the Spurs. I didn't think they matched up well at all against Golden State. Yeah. And with Kevin Durant added to the mix, I think Golden State has an even bigger advantage against them this year. You know, I don't. I don't know. Um, What's your like ideal right lineup? If you're the Spurs, when when the Warriors go to that death lineup, what do you what do you put out there? Well, I don't. I think don't you know. Can, I don't think you can have Pau Gasol or Tony Parker on the floor. No, because they're too slow. Yeah, you need to have something like you have Paddy Mills out there to replace Parker because of his quickness. Yep. Uh, Kawhi will be out there, obviously. Can you play? Can you even play Aldridge? You'd have to. You have to. I right? mean, you need I, some offense. You, you have to. We always talk about matchups and matchups, but at the end of the day, you still need to play your best players. And the thing is, they've been Aldridge now one on one is not a great defensive player, but he's. I mean, they're a top three. He defense, does enough. And Aldridge he's, does he's enough with his system. Of that. He's not a sieve. 
No, no, exactly yeah. not. He does enough within that system yeah. to, to get by defensively. And then you'll probably have Dwayne Dedman at centre, right? A guy who He's can, been a bit of a revelation. A good, yeah, yeah. And he can... Because with the five, when they go to the death lineup, the keys, we see it with the Cavs, with Tristan Thompson, that five man needs to be able to switch onto a guard yeah. and be able to corral them, them for, for long enough. And when you're talking about a switch, switch uh, with a big on a small, you have to realise it's... Often only for two, three, four seconds. It's not yeah, actually. Yeah, it's not for the whole position. It's not for the whole position. So if they can, we've seen Tristan Thompson does it probably be, better than most yeah. uh, big men in the league. That if you can stay in front of uh, the guard for for two to three seconds, that's all. Yeah. And I think Dead, Deadman shown they yeah. can do. And that. I mean, they can throw Danny Green out there. Yeah. Their rookie Deontay Murray, player. who looks absolutely incredible, he played really well yeah. right against the Cavs in that win at the Q. Cole Anderson's another guy they can throw out there. They're full of a lot of like really long guards. Yeah, big guards. yeah, who could disrupt guys like Curry and Thompson out on the wings if they end up matching up against Golden State. And they've obviously got they will. I think as good a matchup that you can have on Kevin Durant in Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, but I think the thing yeah. for the Spurs is now we've seen we saw it with Durant last year in the Western Conference Finals because he was. Um, expending so much energy on the defensive end. We saw it to the back part of that series. It really took a toll on his offensive game. Yeah. And Kawhi, if they're to compete, he's going to have to be their best player on both ends. And it's a question of, we know he's going to want to do it, and we know he's going to give you 100%, but it's whether, can he do it? That's that's a different question. Yeah, no. Oh, I mean... I feel like I'm forgetting about him again. For, for but, me, but maybe it's just because I know, despite all the good work they're doing this in the regular season, yeah. as they always do, I I still got Golden State looming in the back. Yeah, of for, for when me, I think about the Spurs, for me the Warriors are on on another tier. They're, yeah. they're on another tier to almost anyone in the league right now. Oh, they are. They are right they now. Are. Right with, now, with Cleveland looking as it is. Yeah, um, definitely. So I think for the Spurs, and I think the Spurs understand that. Pop Pop has to understand. Yeah, that. they're He's, they're not silly. But they know. I've. I would love to see some them them add someone this summer. Do you know? Do you know who I'm talking about? I do not know. So you know they got a hole at point guard, right? Yes. The Spurs. Yes. 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 CP3. Do they have cap space? They I'm have not, cap space, they right? Might. I'm not having got the the figures in front of me, but they might. That I could. That, that would turn be their good. team around. Well, I know. Um, Paddy Mills is keen to stay on there, and I mean, there's been talked that pops maybe nurturing him for a starting role. Yeah. But if you get if you get Chris if Paul get Chris instead, Paul. I think it's a pretty obvious Chris decision. Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard. That, that's that's trouble. And Aldridge. Yeah, that's a pretty good big three. Well, I mean, geez, that, that would be scary that's... to add someone with the basketball brain to Chris Paul. I'm sorry, Clippers. With with pop, <laughs> if you add those two basketball Can you imagine? brains, right? Wow. That would be pretty incredible. Well, moving on. We haven't ha- done this in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I missed it. Because you've been. But let's get stuck into... Oh, it's it's usually the team of the week, but we're going to change it up this week. Let's get, let's get into it. On the SEN NBA podcast, The Starting Five. Yeah, so for those who are new to the show, the starting five is usually myself and Chris. We go through our top five... Oh, top five our team of the week for the previous week, and then we compile all the votes of all the teams, player with the most appearances in the team, wins the SEN NBA Podcast Player of the Year. Seeing that Chris has been gone, and I wanted to keep this a, a, a an achievement that just me and him voted for, we've been the last Thank few you, weeks. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just keep making sure that the voting system stays, yes. stays uh, consistent. So um, it's been off for a couple of weeks. So therefore... 
I've made some changes, some executive decisions. Yeah. This week, it's the starting five of really the last two, three weeks. Yeah. So it's pretty much a starting five of January. Yes. More or less. Yeah. But because we have missed a couple of weeks, and this is over a longer time span, it's it's two votes. So whoever, so the players who are in this team actually get two votes instead of the one. Okay. All right. So you're happy with that? I actually no, didn't that run. I didn't man. run that by you, but that's how it's going to be done. Hey man, you're you're the boss in here. That's good. <laughs> I, I like that. And um, for those who missed it, the last team we had was Isaiah Thomas, uh, Russell Westbrook, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Carl Anthony Towns, and Kevin Durant. We can make a maximum of four changes, minimum of one. Um, I will start off with my team. Okay. So it's two guards and three forwards. So I've got in the guard position, Westbrook and Harden. Mm-hmm. Who do you have in the in the guard spot? I've got Isaiah Thomas and Harden. Okay. Yeah. So you've got Isaiah Thomas instead of Westbrook. Uh-huh. We both have Harden. Yep. Okay. My forwards, Kawhi Leonard. Yep. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Gerald Embiid. Okay. I've got Kawhi, Carl yep. Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. So, okay, so we got we got some decisions to make here. So, you've got Kawhi, I've yep. got Giannis, you've got Gobert. Yep, I've got Embiid, and you had Cat. Cat, yeah. All right, let's start off with the guard. Isaiah Thomas and Russell Westbrook. I hope Isaiah Thomas isn't listening. Doesn't <laughs> like when people overlook him. No, he's been pretty public about that. Yeah, doesn't wasn't too fond of the All Star votings, which we'll touch on a bit later on in the show. Um. You could possibly sway me on Isaiah Thomas. I've let me read out Isaiah's stats for the month of January. Okay. He's at thirty-three point two points, three point six rebounds, five point six assists, shooting forty-nine percent from the field, forty-five from three, ninety-one from the uh, free throw line. The Celtics are six and three in the month of Jan. He scored over thirty points in five of their nine games in the month, and for me. He's just their undisputed go-to man in the fourth quarter now. So, yeah. And he's come through time and time and again. And we have to keep reminding ourselves, this dude is five foot eight, five foot nine. Like, mm-hmm. For him to be doing this, it's kind of almost unprecedented. Um, so I, it's just been an unbelievable month for me. That's pretty unprecedented, but so is what Westbrook is doing. You know, I think... Have we got Westbrook's numbers there? I don't chance? in front of me. But me with the, the way I look at it with Russ is it's just like... We're getting to a point where we spoke about it with the Spurs before. How we just it, it's almost engraved in our minds that that's what they're going to do. Yeah, it's almost becoming natural that Westbrook's going to get a triple double or around a triple double. And with me, it's, I just can't look past that fact. I just think I get, I get like he's averaging thirty eleven and nine, right? But is that this month? That's this month. But he's shooting thirty nine percent from the field, thirty one from three, like. But he almost has to. Like, who else? I know he has who to. Who else but, has he got on the team? But you have to, you know, Isaiah Thomas has been unbelievable this He's month. been. Um, oh, I know he has. Like, he's been so good. Yeah. Mm. It's a tough... You know, I'm just... I, 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 like, I don't want to overlook what, what, what Westbrook is but doing. But I think Westbrook, he has been good all year. And I think this has been his worst month. Yeah. Whereas Isaiah, I think this is his best month. What did Isaiah shoot this month? Um, you might have said it on 49, 45, 92. Wow. Is what much more. So it's pretty much a 50, 40, 90 yes. split. 50, 45, 90, pretty much. Yeah, 45. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty elite. <laughs> that, that I just is... think, like, Westbrook, if you look at Westbrook's, he's pretty much been 30, 10, 10 throughout the year. But he's, if you look at. Him, so it's almost like 
as amazing as it is, this month he hasn't really elevated. And he's become he's been less efficient. Like if you look at him in December, he shot forty four percent, thirty two from three. So he's gone down. Mm. So I think. Yeah, I, I think, think we have to re- reward someone who's elevated their game. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I think that's pretty. Uh, that, that's pretty fair. That's, that's a fair argument there. So we'll settle with Isaiah Thomas IT. and James Harden. In I the got guard. you, Isaiah. If you're listening, <laughs> they are the two team guards. five foot eight guys. <laughs> well, maybe it's us, just, fi- us five foot eight guys got to stick. It's together. in the genes. It's in the genes. <laughs> Uh, we both agreed on Kawhi Leonard. Don't yeah. need to discuss him. Obviously, we discussed the Spurs before, so it's kind of all blended into one. He's an MVP candidate. All right, next discussion. Giannis Antetokounmpo or Rudy Gobert? I'll let you uh, go first, yeah? So, Gobert, I'll give you his numbers for the month. Again. He's been a defensive anchor for the Jazz. 13.9 points per game, 14.6 rebounds, 2.4 blocks. I think he still leads the league in blocks, if not very, very close. close. Too, yeah. Um, he's posted double-doubles in all bar one Utah game in January. Um, and highlight of his month, 27-point, 25-rebound game against uh, Dallas. And uh, the Jazz have been winning. Eight yeah, four, they're eight, finally getting everyone back on the court together. Four in the month. So I think um, he should be a definite all-star in my books. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, outstanding. And It'll I be think. either him or Gordon Hayward in that all-star game for Utah. That, that, they'll get one of them. Do you think they'll get two? We'll, we'll leave that for All Star chat. Yeah, yeah, this maybe. Team, we don't care about All Star right now. This is team of the month. <laughs> um, I've a oh man, Giannis. I mean, I, I could speak. Up Giannis, I could speak about Giannis all day. I mean, we say it all all the time, but I mean, he's just so good. He, he's just unbelievable, he, he's, and he's his getting rate better. of improvement is so. It's fast. rapid. Yeah, it's almost at a level. That's like not even fair. It's unforeseen. It is ridiculous, and he's doing it again this month. Like uh, some of the Milwaukee games I watch this month, I've just been in awe yeah. of what he's doing. And I mean, but again, for me, he's like Westbrook. He had a better December. He did, but like that doesn't mean his January was bad. But is it better than Rudy Gobert and the what? Are the, what's the Bucks record? Let's see. The Bucks have pretty much been a five hundred unit right now. Milwaukee sits ninth. In the east at so twenty-one and twenty, twenty-one and twenty-three. In Utah is fifth in the west, twenty-nine and seventeen, and they're seven three in their last ten. Milwaukee's three and seven in yeah. their last. So 10. January Bucks have been five and seven. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I guess you have to. You got to reward. You got to celebrate right? winning and reward winning. I guess, but man, Giannis, I hate taking him out of the team. <laughs> He's going to be back. He will be back. He will be back. And, I mean, Gobert has really been the rock in that defense. I mean, we all know how good Utah's defense is. But he's been the one that's... Because they've come in and out of the lineup all year. Oh, you know, it's been seen, ridiculous. Favors been injured. George, George Hill has missed injured. a lot of time, yeah. Hayward's been injured. Alec Burks. Alec Burks. barely played. Um, Exum hasn't played much. He's Exum been here and there. He's been all over the place, yeah. Um, but he's been the one constant that stayed there, yeah. and I think he's the sole reason that they actually stayed above 500 while all those guys were coming in and out of the lineup. Yeah. So I think... Um, I think you might have got me again. I think I think Gobert, I might have overlooked what he's been doing defensively. It's been pretty spectacular. Yeah, he, just, he should be, um, if not the defensive player of the year this year. He's definitely up there. All right, so second. we'll go with Rudy Gobert there. Yep. And the final one, I'm not losing this one. Battle of the Unicorn. <laughs> I've got a Joel Embiid. You've got Carl Anthony Towns. Man, Embiid. He's taking the league by storm. 
He's just... Yeah, this is, this is unfair, because you know I have a soft spot for Joel Embiid. Oh, that's how I've decided the <laughs> matchups. So, he, this guy, he is see. taking the league by storm. I don't even need to look at the numbers for this one. Seeing what he's doing as a rookie... It's his first year playing in the NBA. And he's only played the game of basketball for about six years. I know. And that's <laughs> that's the thing. It's unbelievable. And it's just, it's not only that, it's just, uh, Philadelphia have been winning as well. They're, Let's not forget, we say reward winning. That is a team yes. that is winning games at the moment. I mean, they could. Seven and three in January. They could make a playoff push. They could. Like, they're only at the moment. They're about. They're still about five and a half games, six games but back. They, that, that's, but they're on a roll. That's decreased by about a half in the last month. <laughs> like they were like eleven games back. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. It's just rapid. And if you look at the, if you look at the Sixers, on-off stats for Embiid, yeah, yes. So the Sixers, as good as they've been even this month, they still have a negative net rating. But I don't think it matters because they're but, winning games. It doesn't matter. No, I'm I, this, I'm making a case for Embiid here. So even though they've got a negative net rating, right? Embiid in minutes he's played is a plus six point five. Yeah, which is elite on a team that's incredible that badly. Yeah, like he they go from watchable to unwatchable. Oh, they, depending uh, on the like, difference I'll, when he's I think he's pretty, he's rested <laughs> the last couple of games. And I've, yeah. had, I've had no interest whatsoever in watching. I him. will literally. This is me watching Sixers games, right? So he starts. And yes. generally starters, they'll play about the first... I think Embiid plays about the first six minutes. Yeah, around there. And then he comes back with about six minutes left in the second. Yeah. Those 12 minutes, I do not watch the start <laughs> of second quarter Philly games. I you don't have to. Do to. Them. You don't have to. And I think what I love about Embiid as well, it's just the passion he plays with. He just, he just he, loves the game. He loves he it. He loves the game. And just the little stuff like him... Uh, that, that, that that game where Philly had when he walked into the Triple H music and like had oh. the ward... Something like that, like man, how can you not love this I think guy? The NBA, now, he has to right, be in the All Star game. You, oh yeah, which we'll touch on a oh, bit yeah. later on. But um, we're f- we're in a generation, and it's not just the NBA. All sports. If we're talking about America, we're talking about here with the AFL. It seems like so many players are censored now. Into in terms yeah. of, we don't really get to see their real personality and know what they are. So yeah. when when a guy like Embiid comes in. It's natural for everyone to gravitate towards him because he's just real and he's there, he's in your face, and it's like it's like Russell Westbrook. Like Russell Westbrook, he acts like a douchebag a lot of the time, yep. but he, people gravitate towards him because he's real. Like he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't, you know, if he's angry, he's going to show it to you. He's not going to hide it. He's not going to say some PR thing that you know, some uh, generic statement. Yeah. Um. So I think guys like that. It's so good to have them in the league and yeah. in sports in general. Yeah, so I think oh, we're not even... Sorry, um, Towns, but we're not... We'll read out Cat's numbers because he has had a good month. Oh, he's not in the team. He's not in team, but no. I'll read it out anyway. <laughs> uh, 24.5 points, 30.5 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 1.7 blocks. Been outstanding, but I've got to go with MB. Yeah. All right, so moving on, we are... So, oh, excuse me. We'll just run through that team finally. Isaiah Thomas, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard... Rudy Gobert and Joel Embiid, team of January. That's all a of those, mean team, yes, bro. that That's is unbelievable. All of those guys get two votes in our Player wow. of the okay. Year voting. So big stakes, big stakes in really, the month of January. Really young team as well, which shows you the the health of the league right now. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, all who's the oldest guy there? James Harden, so twenty eight. Yeah, James, a, a priming James Harden. Yeah. So yeah, 
No, you, you could say three of those guys haven't even reached their prime yet. No, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. So moving on, I mean, we're getting to the time of the year where the trade market and rumors and all of that good stuff it's ramping up to another level. Yep. And uh, before we get stuck into the conversation. Pistons coach Stan Van Gundy. I mean, we spoke about guys being pretty raw in their statement. Stan, Stan is as raw as they get. <laughs> this is pretty much the yeah. pinnacle of it. He had some um, interesting uh, I thoughts, I'll say. This was in relation. He got asked a question about the um, Ricky Rubio for Reggie Jackson rumors right. that have been floating around for the past couple of days. Here's what Stan Van Gundy had to say the other day at a, at a Pistons training session. Listen, yeah, I'm going to address it. I address this every year. There are, around the league, there are, every GM is having 10 to 15 discussions a day. So, did somebody mention any specific trade you have? The answer is probably yes. Okay, that doesn't mean it's considered or or anything else. I mean, if we're going to go through, I mean, I'm sure Jeff had 50 things discussed yesterday. So, all these rumors and stuff, look, I mean, I know it's fun for everybody, and you've got some source somewhere, and it's also all bullshit. <laughs> so that was Steve Van Gundy Stan, being man. pretty. I love hey, here's a point. I mean, like we do speculate a lot and all of that, yeah. but at the end of the day, I mean, it's it is just it is that because like, they white have a lot of. That being said, that's exactly what we're going to do now. We're going to talk about it. So, <laughs> sorry, Stan. Sorry, Stan, but um, we are going to talk about it. I want to speak about someone in particular. Yeah. Um, the Denver Nuggets. Um. There's been a lot of talk that they might trade Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. And to me, this would be a move that will benefit both parties. So Nurkic, he started the season well. He was in the starting lineup. Yeah. Since then, he's been in and out of like a pinata. He's been all over the place with his minutes. <laughs> like a pinata. Yeah, yeah. So he's really... I like that. They're not getting him around in the rotation like that. Yeah. Um, the report is saying that Denver are actively working to look for a trade for him. Mm-hmm. I think this will benefit him. Because he's got loads and loads of potential. Yeah, and it's, and it's good on Denver's part as well. They understand that there's a log jam. And we're, when there's a situation like that, especially with a young guy like Nurkic, who's what, 21, 22 maybe? Yeah, something like that, yeah. The, at that age, you don't want to be you know stuck on the bench, if, especially if you're a young guy with a lot of potential. You want to be out there trying to... Like, we always talk about... Um, you know, we complain about players wanting to earn money and stuff. And... They only have a finite window in their life to earn money. And, you know, Nurkic, if he's on another team starting, he could get paid a lot more. He's 22. Yeah, Yeah. so you can't fault him, and and I think it's good on Denver's part. And it's just because he's he's stuck behind Nikola Jokic, who just looks absolutely born to play the game of basketball. And Denver tried to play them together, and it just hasn't 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 worked out. It hasn't happened, so you Um, kind of... Yeah. That's kudos on them for A, trying it, and B, when they figured out it hasn't worked, that and they've being, moved on being pretty pro- quickly. proactive instead of trying to, you know, fit a square peg into a round Yeah, hole. exactly right. I mean, so, just off the top of my head, some teams that would like him, I mean, we all know Boston is looking for someone to push them over the top because yep. they're still behind the pace in terms of the East's top, player, uh, top teams. The Pelicans could possibly pair him with Anthony Davis. I mean, Portland, they're just in need for someone to rectify their season that's just gone off the tracks yeah. completely. So there are some trade partners there, I guess. I mean... You in, have to look at what, what would Denver want back for him. I think you, you could get a first-round pick for him. You could. I, yeah. I think that... Yeah, well, would, it, would you want picks or players? 
I think, I mean, it's a pretty generic answer, but it just depends on what, A, what picks in terms of what team they're coming yeah. from and B, what players you're getting. I mean, it's so easy to say I'd rather a player, but who knows what player it's going to be. Yeah. So, hmm, it's a tough one. If you look I, at I, them, I would possibly take a fit. This is a pretty stacked draft class yeah, of 2017, and, and it's deep. Like, you can find a superstar mid to late first round this year. And they've got... And they've drafted pretty well. They've drafted pretty well, and they've got kind of... They're pretty stacked at every position, if you look yeah. at it. Like they've got, you know, um, Moody Eye. They've got Jamal Murray. Um, Jameer Nelson's still there. Um, and then you go to a wing position, and they've got guys like Gallinari, Wilson Chandler. Yeah. Um, it's a team that's still there. It's a team that's still stacked with talent, but it's just, it needs to be figured out. Yeah. It's almost like... It, You'd much rather be in this position than be have not not have the talent for sure. So they've got all the pieces now. So trying to figure out which ones fit into the puzzle and which ones you're going to ship somewhere else. Yusuf Nurkic looks like he's going to be being shipped somewhere else. Is what's his? Do you know what his contract's like? Um, he's eligible for a contract extension this summer, and then he becomes a restricted free agent in 2018. Okay, just let me look and see. So, do you know what he's earning this year? Um, it would it'd still be on a rookie scale. I'd he's believe. on a rookie scale. So yeah. That's what you have to think about. They can't take back a big, big salary guy. No, they can't. So, and if I've seen anything with Denver lately, is they're going to make a push for someone. I mean, they made that that ambitious D Wade push, push, which was just really. People have talked a lot about them being a Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. Location. So this is a team that that's really, really, genuinely trying to improve this roster. Yeah, I think this team they've got so many assets that. Because we always talk about Boston being that team that can got this godfather offer to give a team that can, that's willing to trade a superstar. Mm. I think Denver's got a better package. Yeah. Because they've got so many... Because here's the thing, right? Draft picks are attractive until you actually draft people. Like, yeah. Like the... You know, the Celtics... Uh, the Nets pick last year was attractive until it became Jalen Brown. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And who's being good, but I know what you're who's saying. Being, you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like it it's, loses its value. Yeah. So it's not like you're getting back, say you're getting back Danilo Gallinari or Jamal Murray, like they're known pieces. It's so. taking back proven players as opposed, as opposed to an unknown, which to ultimately an unknown, yeah. an unknown is a draft pick. Draft picks are all yeah, unknown. So I think they've, they're one of those teams who, and they're not talked about a lot as they're in that position. It's almost like a pivot position where yeah. they can... Like Zach Lowe always talks about this is this being a season where you can pivot so quickly from whether you want to make a playoff push to whether you want to go tank. Like there's yeah. literally like two or three games where you can do that. Yeah. Um. So I I mean you've seen Phoenix this year who've gone from you know they were last a few few weeks ago they've won a few games and now they're you know two two games out of the eight <laughs> they're in the playoff spot in that so, horrible horrible eight spot in the Western Conference <laughs> where you are that is putrid for a for a slaughtering Denver are in that um yeah that there's a, there's about five teams there Denver are eighteen and twenty five and are eighth in the West and would face so they're eighth at the moment yes okay. As of, um, there was two games. In, they're actually playing now against Utah, so pending that result, but they if, are winning. If you're Denver, who's Denver's GM? Tim Connolly? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. So if you're Tim Connolly and, and the Denver Nuggets, do you, are you satisfied with an uh, eight seed? You know, Maybe say you take one game off Golden State. Is that it's, a good, good season? It's a no man's land. Oh, oh, no. 
I would say making the playoffs for them this year is a good season. It's it's good because very good. If at you, the end of the day, nothing can replicate getting those playoff experience. Yes, it's against Golden State, but you'd want it to be against the best. Yeah, of course. You want it to be in the most raucous atmosphere you can get down at Oracle Arena. Because you see, so yeah, absolutely. Yes, the, yes, you take a playoff. You, you've spot. seen yes, teams in yes. the past. I think one that I can think of, like definitely in the last you know decade or so, has been. Their paces in about 2011, mm. they scraped to the eight seed and got that playoff experience into guys like Paul George and and that, and then suddenly they're into conference finals. Yeah. You know, two yeah. years running, like just two years later. So it can be very quick now in the Western Conference. It's not that easy to make that jump. Yeah, um, but Denver's packed with talent, man, and, yeah. and you know someone like Jokic, who's he's really just scratching the surface. It's, it's almost that. It, it, it's the the invariable. I mean, yeah. we we calculate so much about I mean draft picks, how the player will play, salary cap, everything we can put into numbers. That's the one thing you can't yeah. is confidence. How a player feels playing yeah, in a not, playoff situation. It's not the only way you can get a grip of that is if you're actually in it. Yeah, you can't quantify it. No, and, you can't. Um, yeah, it's it's something that you can't really put in put in words or numbers or stats. There's no stat for it. It's it's just um, like I always talk about with you that we have to think about this is not NBA 2K like you know the, these players are human yeah and we exactly. seem to forget that so often which means there's human elements to it um, moving on really we're running out a bit of time here yeah. all star starters we said we're going to touch on it quickly because we haven't spoken about it since you've been back mm-hmm. we all know who they are East Demar Derozan Kyrie Irving LeBron James Giannis Antetokounmpo Jimmy Butler in the West. Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Anthony Davis, and James Harden. I don't know how Westbrook didn't make this team. I don't know. Golden State fans. It's unbelievable. Well, is it surprising? Like, it's, not re- I'm not surprised. I, I am. That. I would expect, I mean, fan voting, I would expect Westbrook would have got more votes than James Harden. I thought... Fan-wise. I think, to be honest... Um, the if the war uh, sorry the thunder campaign for Westbrook like Philly has been for Embiid he yeah. would have got in yeah that's no, true like that that's more of a reflection for me on on the thunder fans like you have to push for your guy I don't I don't know if they thought that he's a shoe in because he's averaging a triple double but Steph Curry's not having his best season but he gets yeah. he got a massive push yeah. from from the Warrior fans and that's with Kevin Durant on the team exactly right like there's no other starter even take votes off Westbrook. So, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but, you know, it makes for good drama. Yeah, but at the end of the day, though, like... It's that Western next, Conference At the end of the day, room, it, it's an... It, yeah, I haven't even thought about that. That's going to be... Um, I wish... Oh, wow. You know how they do the, you know how they do the all-access wow. yeah. videos? I, they just have to have an all-access video in <laughs> They're the... They're not on talking terms. In the locker room. <laughs> Uh, Westbrook and Durant, not on talking terms that no. Russ has made public. That's going to be real. I just hope they place them on different sides of and the locker got, room. And you got James Harden in the middle, in the middle of middle. that. Oh, man. Funny fans are just you like got potentially, I mean, how many Warriors are going to make it? Three? Well, there's already two. Yeah, there's already two. You'd say one more, definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> Interesting times. Might be the most unpleasant and uncomfortable All-Star, All-Star. weekend ever. If you're in the West. The East, no problem. The East team is 
I really hope Joel Embiid makes it. Oh my gosh. Because I want to see... What a juxtaposition between the locker rooms that would be. Oh. Embiid in the East locker room, and then you've got all those guys in I the d- West. I just want to see Embiid, <laughs> LeBron, and Giannis play on the same team. Oh like, man. That's, that's just the stuff of dreams <laughs> for me. Um, man. But if you look at the East, and um, in in the guard positions, I thought... I thought... I mean, Kyrie Irving's been outstanding. He's had a great season, but... Someone like Kyle Lowry, I think, he has had a bit of a better season. He, yeah, um, he should be the Raptor in there. I, both Raptors could probably should be in there over I would, Kyrie. I would personally actually have probably Isaiah, Kyle, Kyle and Isaiah. Yeah. Um, I mean, having said that, those guys are going to make it They're anyway. They're going to make it anyway at the end of the and day. At the end of the day, like, if you think about who remembers games, who Who started the all game last year? Uh, that's a good test. All right. No, but the point I'm making is... You Wait, know, can you get it? No way. The point I'm making <laughs> is that you can't. You don't remember the starters. You remember who made it, don't you? Made it, yeah. You remember who was the first time also. You don't remember who Let actually me see if I can get started. The, can I get the East? So, LeBron James. Yep. Uh, Paul George. Let me get him up here. Yeah. Give LeBron James, oh, Paul see, George. See how you're going on this little pop cruise. Carmelo. Two, Kyle Lowry and John Wall. Let's have a look. See how it went. You can go with your. Uh, Oh, hang on. No, that would be 2016 also game. I went 2015. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still stuck in like... In, in yeah. Years. My yeah. years are still all <laughs> over the place. All right. Let's have a look here. How'd I go? Let's have a look at the rosters. Okay. So your East starters. Yep. Go again. Uh, Lowry. Yes. John Wall. No. Uh, who's the other guard? Was it D-Wade? Yes. D-Wade, yep. yep. Um, LeBron. Yep. Paul George? Yep. And Carmelo? Yes. Yeah. In the West? Oh, my goodness. Westbrook, Durant, Stephen yes. Curry, yes. Yes. Kobe Bryant, yes. and Anthony Davis? Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. You're close. But see, we, we, we just made the point. Like, I yeah. had to think about yeah, that so exactly. much. Yeah, I had to look it up on, on my phone and there you got go. my years mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the end the main show. thing is, I think, the good thing about the All-Star voting this time was with the new system that Guys who made it into the starting lineup, they were whether or not they should be starters or not is debatable. But they were all all ten guys selected are worthy of all stars. They are, and, and I think the that's, that's the main all that thing. matters. That's the main thing. Having that, that uh, having that all star mantle next to your name. Yeah. At the end of the day, all, all, all ten means, guys were deserving. Yeah, it all yeah. means the it, the same in the end. Now I want to finish this on on a little note here. Um, the Miami Heat have been struggling. Yes, the Miami Heat. I mean, you know, they're they're fifteen and thirty. They're fourteenth in the West, in the East. Excuse yeah. me. They're a team that's in all all sorts. I mean, they they're in a bad spot. But yesterday, oh, depending on when you listen to this, this week there was a glimmer of hope. This was um the last. They were playing the Golden State Warriors. The scores were tied, running down in regulation. This was the last few moments of the Miami Heat Golden State Warriors game yesterday. In the hands of Waiters, three seconds left for three in the win. Yes, Dion. <laughs> oh my! That was uh, ball hard D waiters. That was one of the most one of those weird game winners you see in the NBA season. Did you see Clay's did, reaction? Did you see Dion's reaction? <laughs> I saw Dion. <laughs> you look at Clay, and even Dur- Durant couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's just like one of those things where how can you Dion waiters is. But waited all his life to hit a shot like yeah, that. Yeah, pun the pun. It's almost a little, um, a little reflection of his whole career. 
so much talent and potential, but he just does so much dumb stuff. But then he does this, <laughs> yeah. and he acts like he's won the championship. Oh, oh watching that, I was... Man. He almost course tweeted a crush yeah. yesterday. It was Waiters Island. Waiters definitely Island had a was, few more. Waiters um, Island was popping. Had a few more inbound flights than it usually yeah. does on your usual midweek. And NBA I, game. I must say, I own a condo on Waiters Island. I've been, <laughs> I've been on Waiters Island. <laughs> so so you, you've got your spot reserved. I, I had you know people over. You know we were popping champagne, oh, caviar, man. everything on yeah. Waiters Island. Wow, it was, it was some real life stuff. Wow. Well, um. Happy we can end the show. Paul Hardy. Before you head back to your condo down there on Waiters Island, Chris, where can we find all your stuff? Um, My Twitter is uh, at CDeSilva23. Got a piece coming out actually on, uh, I'll tease a little bit if I can. Okay, yes. yes. On Joel Embiid actually on um, Believe the Hype. Yep. Uh, So just elaborating on stuff that we talked about today. And I'm also at uh, 16 Windsor Ring. Yeah, a, a website that's made a lot of noise in its first yes. first little period. Yeah, here. got, a, got uh, a bunch of great writers on there. Yeah, and how really about you, t- mate? Where can we find stuff? Uh, at Luke Sakari on Twitter. You can find all my stuff there for, for SCN America, the pick and roll, a whole heap of other stuff on there as well. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll be back next week for another episode of the SCN NBA podcast. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How.